Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Well, welcome back. This is the Let Love podcast with the Sisters of Life, and my name is Sister Mary Grace. And I'm Sister Veritas. And I am Sister Anne McEulay. And we want to miss you. <laughs> you want to moosh us? <laughs> Starting off Great wrong. start. Merry Christmas. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. That's what we're trying <laughs> Thanks, to say. Anne. A mushy, meshy yeah, Christmas. Yeah, miss you a wishy Christmas. There you go. <laughs> Which is actually exactly what we wanted to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. we were just talking and, and you know, sometimes with the whole Christmas setting, you know, these beautiful cribs, everything's pristine. It's like cute, you know, uh, perfect Christmas carols. But when we think about the original story, it was not mm. perfect. Mm-mm. Actually far from it, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, in our day and age, it can be so easy to just go into the fuzzy, warm Christmas experience, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love to think that God didn't choose a pristine hotel, right? He no. chose a messy manger. Right. Yeah. But it made us think like, you know what kind of what kind of messy Christmases have we had? <laughs> you know, and and you know, so I think sometimes think you enter the convent and, and everything goes you know according to schedule, right to plan, peaceful life living. We've had a couple of bloopers here and there. Yep, I would say that. <laughs> what a, I was trying to think, sisters, but what about that one year when Wreath fell? Yeah, do you remember that? That was we so should cool. Help uh-huh. me out on this one, but all I remember it was dramatic, sister Anne. You remember? I mean, yeah, I'll do my best, but. So every Christmas we decorate the chapel with, yeah. you know, Christmas trees and poinsettias. And um, this year in particular, we decided to put a big wreath mm. kind of right above the sanctuary. Right above the sanctuary. Um, nailed to a wall, basically. Spirit <laughs> yes. knows the details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was your inside, it was sister. technically on a ledge. Okay. It was, it was leaning against the wall on a right. ledge. So safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it looked very it looked secure. secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Christmas morning, we're at mass. Mm. It's gorgeous. There's incense and candles and it's Christmas morning. And, and we're just sisters are singing. Singing, singing, Like singing. from your belly singing. Yep, from your guts. So we're, at, we're singing the Gloria so loud. So loud. And so <laughs> in tune and in sync with one another that all of the sudden the wreath comes toppling. No. Everyone sees it down from the ledge and mm-hmm. shat and crashes Smashes. onto the floor, and all of the ornaments that are glass break Shatter everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the priest did. I don't know what we did. <laughs> we well, kept singing. I think that's it was right. a momentary pause, and then we continued. Oh, and yeah. I think we got louder too. Y- yeah. Well, praise God, the priest wasn't under that. Oh, yeah. No one was under it. Thanks be to God. It, it, God. Like it smashed right between what the first pew and the altar. It kind of was. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a confession. Oh my gosh, sister, should we we can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Oh, I, you put it up, sister. It was a team effort. Yeah, Nobody does know, those things on their own. It's okay. I didn't know how powerful we'd be singing, but <laughs> yes, it was me who put. It was the dramatic. Up. Yeah, sisters who are much smarter than me have said that <laughs> it's because of the resonance. Actually, Ooh, so mm-hmm. there was something Tell about. Us about that. I think it's actually very beautiful. I don't know anything about these things, but it probably was because our voices were just so in one and yeah. so in sync with joy well, definitely. that it actually shook the wreath because there was so much resonance. Mm-hmm. 
So Way to redeem that. Definitely. <laughs> That's so cool. And I I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember like when it smashed, there was also a momentary like no one knew what to do. Yep. We were all just looking at this smash wreath as we continued the Gloria. And then I think one brave novice got up and yeah, like started sisters. speaking about it and then another one did. And but it uh yeah, that but you know what? We'll never forget that Christmas. Definitely. No, definitely yeah. not. Embedded in my memory. And it brought us together. Together. It's, it's a community story forever. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What else? Was there any any other memorable Christmases? Not quite I like have the pristine. Some. Tell us. Well, <clears throat> once I was at our retreat house, Villa Maria Guadalupe, uh-huh. and I was walking up the stairs to my room sure. with my big backpack on my back, you know, mm. and um, someone called my name. So I turned, <laughs> but I forgot I had a large hump on my back. And basically my backpack proceeded to knock over this antique oh. Christmas tree with these gorgeous oh ornaments. And it smashed on the ground. Mm. Not all of the ornaments broke, but all, you know, most all. <laughs> a good number broke. And it was a special gift given to us by oh gosh, someone who was very it kind. Was. It was their grandmother's antique Christmas tree. Oh my. Oh. It but happens. It, it happens. And I realized I experienced in that, God's mercy, people were so kind to me. Oh, and there was good. a momentary gasp. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I know yep. those those Ghostbuster vacuums. They're just so unpractical. Are they the Ghostbuster <laughs> ones with the big thing on the back? Well, actually, I think it was just, just your backpack. My background. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just a big backpack. I'm sure you had so many important things in there. Definitely. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. I had a vision of you vacuuming no. and you swung around, but your backpack that happens too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. It's particularly. You said you had a few. Uh huh. Well, another there's one? another one. Maybe I'll just mention briefly. <clears throat> we were at um, one of our convents in the city where we take care of the moms and the babies. And it was Christmas, Christmas even. It was like so crazy. There's only a few of us. And it was, we couldn't even have time to like put on a new habit for Christmas mm-hmm. Eve mass. Like it was just, I was like covered in chocolate and things. Mm. But that's what it was. But that at dinner, <laughs> I noticed there was a spider on one sister's head. Oh gosh, you gotta sister, kill it, sister Money. I was like, we have to. I'm like, sister Money, don't move. It was a pretty good spider, mm. and so I took a hot chocolate package, you know, just to <laughs> just, just to dust it off, you know, just to like whip it off. Yeah, but I didn't realize it was open. So oh, I it's up, unbelievable! I ended up pouring all the, the oh, whole package of hot chocolate powder all over oh my her sister on her white veil. Head. <laughs> Oh god, that's so great! Got Did it come spot. out slowly? Like what was going through your mind when it was? It was. Out? It was like slow motion. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but I didn't stop. I just watched it because I was in shock. The you're, spider did come. You shocked yourself. It, it worked very well for the spider, yeah. but I was like. And yeah, and she's like, sister, what did you do? I was like, um, I don't know what I did. You got rid of the spider. That's what you did. It was you so saved your fun. sister. It's one of those slow motion moments in life. Yeah, yeah. That is the Good most Christmas. gentle, reverent way to deal with a spider killing I've yeah, ever heard of. Definitely, yeah. a dusting of cocoa powder. I know, because. I know. It reminds mind. <laughs> wow. Well, should we dive in with the prayer? Yeah, what do you think? Definitely. I think we're ready for a Christmas story. Definitely, Sister Anne. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the gift of Jesus on this Christmas morning. We thank you that you remembered your promises and came to us so humbly, so vulnerably, so open, in a way that we can approach you unafraid. Thank you for entering into the mess, entering into our poverty taking on human flesh to save us. 
We ask you to come into our hearts anew this Christmas day. We ask for tremendous Christmas graces, that which we could not even dream to ask for. We entrust uh, all of our needs and intentions and the entirety of our lives and our hearts to you, Mother Mary, who received this Christ child and who desires to receive our hearts as well. So we pray all of this in Jesus' name, and through Our Lady as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. So we'll read the first reading um, from uh, the Mass during the night of the, of Christmas, of the Nativity of our Lord. Um, and this is from Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 6. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Thank you for reading that, Sister. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have to say, Christmas has gone a real transformation in mm-hmm. my heart in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I used It used to be so hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because you spend a lot of Advent, you know, it's it's a penitential season. And so, you know, whatever you're going through in life, good or bad, it's just, you know, God is about to work in our hearts. And I always felt like I got to Christmas and it was like, Nothing changed. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, Christ is born and mm. and I wanted to talk to Jesus in the manger, but I'm like, you're a baby and you can't talk back to me. <laughs> but it's been this really beautiful mm. trans- trans- transformation in my heart of um, coming to love this mystery so much um, mm. because God has literally, yeah, flipped everything on its head. It's not like everything is solved in my life or all my problems are gone, but God has entered into it. Mm. Um, that the gift that Jesus gives me right now is that he, is that he's with me in everything that I'm going through. And actually I don't need him to do anything. I just need him to be with me. Mm. And there's something so freeing about literally just entering into like the scene or the the cave itself and just sitting with Jesus mm-hmm. and sitting with the mystery that my God has entered into my reality that my God is here. Mm-hmm. No, I love that sister because even like what a proclamation of God's love for us where we literally like, you can't even talk to a baby. Like yeah. the Lord's like, don't even say anything. Just stay with me. Mm-hmm. Or even mm-hmm. his own love is like, I don't even want you to say anything. Yep. You are enough. Yep. You are you, the gift. You by my side yep. to be with you in your messy manger. Yep. 
mm-hmm. is exactly where my love comes to. And actually, yep. you just being here, speechless, yep. wordless, unable to prove anything, yep. unable to come up with anything. Yep. That's what God wants. I mean, that's I love that. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, and it reminds me of what you were talking about in this la- in the last episode mm-hmm. a little bit, how we remember so much the first and the last thing that yes. someone often says. And you were mentioning like, yeah, God, how does God come onto the scene in the beginning? And how does God leave you huh. know, this earthly life? And when I'm praying with this mystery, it's like, wow, Lord, what in this very first moment where I can finally see you, I can mm. finally look at you, I can finally be with you in the flesh. What are you teaching me? Like, what are you trying to proclaim to me through your infancy through your childhood and it's like wow you are actually coming as savior you're saving me from independence you're saving me from self-reliance you're saving me from doing over being um you're saving me from fear of dependence on mary you're saving me from having to have everything figured out Mm -hmm. um it's this proclamation of um, littleness that is actually so freeing and what's actually beginning to save me in my reality um which i'm just so grateful for Mm-hmm. I love that, sister. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me think of um, a little further down in that passage mm-hmm. where it talks about how, you know, the, the yoke that we're carrying, the staff. Maybe I'll just read this as a different, slightly different translation, but it says, For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed mm-hmm. is on the day of Midian. It's like mm-hmm. he he is coming to save us and and smash those things that hold us bound, that, mm-hmm. that lie to us about who we are. You know, like whether that be sin, habitual sin, unforgiveness, um, addiction. And it might not be like I wake up on Christmas and all my problems are solved, like you're saying, right? right. It still might be like, wow, I still feel like I'm in the mess. and I'm in this mm-hmm. stinky stable. But it's like, but that's exactly where he comes and he's living his life in you and with you. And it's it's a slow, sometimes it, he, he allows it to take time, the healing to take time, the freedom to take time, the smashing. It's like slow motion smashing of the bondage, you know, mm-hmm. but that's okay. But it's yeah. like to give him permission in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that this, all the, all the things he wants to save mm-hmm. us from. Yep. And he, he is. Well, that too, I hear like Bethlehem is the, is the, is the next beginning. Mm-hmm. Like it's like his Christmas and actually we're just at a whole new fresh start, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this true. is a new beginning is now possible in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it's not, I mean, God can do instant miracles, right? But a, mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's, it's this growing in relationship with the little baby who desired to spend 30 years hidden with us before he mm-hmm. does mighty works before our eyes. Like mm-hmm. this is the work of God to come that close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. Yeah. But it's almost like when you when you have a wound, you know, mm. and there's there's any infection, like it, the infection needs to be come out before it can actually heal. Yeah. You know, it's just it's true. It's like true of the spiritual life or like yeah. you, you eat something bad, like you need to vomit it out. Yeah. Because it's not you can't you can't keep in there. Can I share about my pinky problem? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're on a road trip recently. And, uh, you know, Australians, we do. Um, I don't know about, I mean, I do know about you all. You guys are much more used to road trips than we are. In Australia, it's illegal to drive more than two hours at a time. So when I heard we were going on a road trip to Mexico and it was like, what, New Mexico? Nine pl- New Mexico. <laughs> that would be more intense. When I heard we were going on a, on a road trip to New Mexico, I freaked out. When I heard we're hitting like 10 plus hours, I'm like, this is insane. We're not going to survive. Anyway, long story short, I had this pain in my finger and I was like, God, don't be a wuss. It's just like a little finger pain. Well, about three days later, Mm -hmm. because this road trip took so long, it was getting worse and worse and worse. (laughs) And finally, I was like, I think I need help. And, you know, we discovered that it needed, you know, a little bit more attention. But, I mean, it was hilarious. We don't usually do group medical appointments. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, we're in the middle of New Mexico, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the pain was becoming slightly unbearable, I have to admit. And it was like a team effort immediately. You know, <laughs> Sister Anne has like an uncle who's this great doctor who we had on speed dial that we had to call him. Um, you know, we had Sister, <laughs> we had Sister Captain Joy driving who was like, you know, on the lookout for the next stop, rest stop. We can get some hot water. Sister Lumen's like the encourager in the back row. It's like, you know, you got this. We can keep going. Not too much longer. You know, handing out snacks. <laughs> Sister Veritas is coming in very close, helping me get a good picture of the finger infestation. <laughs> Literally, our car became like a nunbulance. It was it, the whole thing was hilarious. A nunbulance, yeah, yeah. So funny. But it was fascinating when we finally got the attention that it needed. I remember the first thing she said. She took one look at it and she said, "Ah, oh, we got to cut that open." Yeah, she's like wounds of this kind where the bacteria is locked inside mm. need an opening. They need a way out. Mm. So actually, to get better, she literally needed to cut open my finger and all of this thing to come out. I was like, "Hang on a second, listen, let's." <laughs> No need for finger surgery. I'm like, surely maybe we can just wait a couple of days. But it was fascinating. Like she had to make a bigger cut so as to allow this bacteria to literally come out mm-hmm. for the antibodies to kick it out. Um, and it made me think of the wounds of our own hearts that are hidden, you mm. know, um, and just the reality that Jesus rose with open wounds mm. so that every single bacteria that we get infested with that happens, even when we don't even realize happens, hurts that happen to us. You know, things that we depend on, coping mechanisms that we get into, get used to, Mm. all those things you're mentioning, these infestations that happen in a hidden way, they need to come out. And sometimes the way out is like, yeah, it can be, it can be painful, Mm -hmm. but the pain is part of the healing process, actually, Mm -hmm. when, when Jesus is the divine position acting on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. I mean, what a great analogy for our souls. Yeah. Right. And sometimes like the circumstances of our life actually are the avenue for God to allow that to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes we think smash the circumstances, smash, you know, (laughs) this thing up. But it's like, actually, that's what I'm using to heal you from these things, Mm -hmm. to heal you from your pride, to heal you from, Mm -hmm. you know, your anger, to heal you from your unforgiveness, to heal Mm -hmm. you from your attachment to sin. Like it was just so interesting in the scripture passage where we're kind of healing like a, a kind of an intense way of dealing with these things, you know, like God smashing and, you know, it can kind of sound abrupt. Um, and then it like switches midway through and all of a sudden it's like a child is born and like it becomes very gentle and innocent. You're like, whoa, where, who are you, God? <laughs> but if you look at it, God only de- deals fiercely with the yoke that burdens him. Mm. He deals fiercely and strongly with the pole that is on our shoulders. It's the rod that is breaking our backs that mm. Jesus is is fixated on. He moves swiftly and promptly and works on things, anything that holds us back from mm-hmm. being who we are, mm-hmm. uh, because he always sees the child in us. Uh, and it's and it's the sins that he deals with in a strong way, but but he deals with you and me differently. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's he has this righteous anger, mm-hmm. this way of acting in justice to rid us of the sins that tempt to define us. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jesus deals harshly with them, but with you gently, mm-hmm. with you and me, with innocence and gentleness. Like once he breaks these things um, that are burdening us, what does he do? He offers us the gentleness and the innocence of a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because I think I know that, you know, sins can, I mean, one of the most most harmful effects of sin is that it tempts us to define ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. I am my sin. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. I'm bad. Like that's, mm-hmm. there's no more to me. And Jesus is like, no, I'm going to break that so that you can be you. Right. The child underneath it. Right. And, and sometimes it can be scary of, of you know, we're so used to this particular sin. Or it's almost like there can be a fear of like, who am I without this? Yeah. It's almost yeah. like an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be free of sin, but I, I'm, 
I'm scared. Like, I don't right. know who I am without this, this sin or this addiction or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like exactly what you're saying. Jesus wants to show you who you are yes. without this, the real you who's who free, you know, free of the, yes. the rod and the pole and the yoke. Um, mm-hmm. And I love what you're saying. Cause it's like, yeah, he's, he's smashing and he has no tolerance for, for us believing lies about ourselves. And he wants right. to save us from that. But it's like, but who's doing the smashing? The child born to us, hmm. wonder counselor, God hero, father forever, prince of peace. Mm. You know, how gentle is he, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, dominion vast, forever peaceful. Can you imagine being forever at peace? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. I love that we can say this of him while he's still a child. Mm-hmm. You know, that beginning now in this mystery, that there's something about the Christ child that, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't wait until he's an adult and, you know, has speaking capabilities mm-hmm. and can walk and talk like, oh, now you're wonder counselor. Now you're God here. Now you're father forever. It's like, no, there's something in the mystery of the Christ child and what God mm-hmm. is offering here as an infant that we can already say, you are wonder counselor. You are God here. You are father forever and prince of peace. And your dominion is already vast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been preparing for peace all Advent, right? You know, we're looking forward to it. And then here we are in this day and this, yeah, this peace that comes in a child is like peace is now personified. <laughs> You know, peace is touchable. We can, we can, we can, we can, yeah, peace is within reach. He's huggable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, peace is a person now that we can approach in our humanity. It's not this obscure, distant, um, far reaching ideal that is only reserved for heaven. Peace is now born in the midst of my mess mm-hmm. and I can come to him. I can, I can caress him. I can ask him. Yeah, peace is now within reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the gift. And it's amazing because this person of peace. You know, is the same of they talk about, you know, um, how he confirms and sustains his kingdom by judgment yes. and justice hmm. and righteousness. It's like sometimes we're like, I'm scared of that. I'm scared mm-hmm. of God's judgment yeah. and justice. Like I'm yeah. intense wanted. <laughs> but St. Therese talks about how mm. God's mercy is the same as his justice. Mm. And he is more compassionate with us than we are with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And he sees us and knows us better than we know ourselves. You know, and so that just what confidence we can have in him and, and to know that God he doesn't have parts. He is totally one whole, you know? So he is mercy and his justice is his mercy and he is peace. And it's Mm -hmm. all, he's not in conflict with himself in Mm. any way. Mm. So what he promises us and gives to us is himself in fullness. Mm. And that's what gives us freedom. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that too. Cause even just as you're you're saying that I'm thinking it's beautiful that like we're talking about these vulnerable places that a messy manger allows us to see in our lives, everything that's off, that's wrong, that stinks, that might seem dirty. And yet in the midst of it, the most vulnerable person in this whole manger scene is God himself. Mm-hmm. Like that he chooses to be the most vulnerable, even in this setting when we're feeling like opened up and like aware of what's still needing attention and love and care and healing and freedom. And yet in the midst of it, the most vulnerable person in this setting is the little baby Jesus. And he's like, you can approach me because mm-hmm. actually I'm the most vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. I'm the most needy. <laughs> I need everything from you mm-hmm. um, to love me, to come to me, to approach me. Yeah. Just that this whole scene puts our hearts at rest because Actually, you can't get more vulnerable than the baby Jesus. Mm-mm. He mm-hmm. goes there first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. God is finally approachable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can come near and not be afraid. And you're just, I mean, I just know holding my little baby sister in my arms for the first time after she was born. Can you tell us about that? I was, well, when my parents called to say that she was born, I yeah. cried. 
It was home with my siblings. I was so moved. And then they brought her home and I was just like, or we went to the hospital and they also brought her home. Mm -hmm. But when I held her for the first time, it was like, I love you so much with my Mm -hmm. whole heart. Mm -hmm. I love love you so much. (laughs) I couldn't, it's like you can't even help it. It's just, the baby draws it out of you. It's just this total love. And like, she changed my life. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. You know, it's yeah. like really, but that's like that. God knew that, you know, yeah, right? And the he effect made of a child, and he made small things like small people cute. Mm-hmm. You know, like babies are cute. Like, but like the effect of a child. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like wow, what a wonderful God we have. You yeah. know, cuts yeah. through to the heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, Sister Anne? You have a lot of nieces and nephews. It's funny. I was actually thinking about, I remember when one of my nephews was born, mm-hmm. um, I got the chance to be at the hospital and I was the first one there actually. Wow, and cool. they, it was the first time in my family that um, one of my siblings, my sister, wasn't finding out the sex of the baby and all of my siblings before that had, I think, cool. if okay. my memory is correct. And I remember uh, my brother-in-law calling me and I was in the waiting room and he said, mm-hmm. um, it's a baby boy. And he's actually well, my godson. Yeah. And I remember bursting into tears wow. when I was in the waiting room. And I, I'll never forget holding him for the first time. And I, I remember the response in my heart was, I want to lay my life down for you. Mm. Wow, sister. Holding him in my arms. Um, but yeah, it like mm-hmm. it's like a particular awakening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the heart of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it's so simple. The, the simplicity of a baby. Yeah. Like you don't really do much. Like you hold them, you feed yeah. them much but it's, they it's need like you they need you it's so it's simple you. yeah but then as they grow and develop and like you delight in like the first word or the mm-hmm. like all, every smile every giggle like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. you just i have a, i'm just thinking about my niece too i have a little niece who's like two and her new favorite word is ham oh so she <laughs> i saw yeah, a little, you had a, you had a little video, video of her and she's putting <laughs> eating ham and she's like ham <laughs> it's like the cutest. That is, I've never heard that as a first word. That's I love so it. cute. But you like, you imagine baby Jesus. He wouldn't say that, of course, but he would say like, <laughs> lamb, lamb. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I believe it. Although so it's like Aramaic or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could point your point. That's oh, true. Different language. My little nephew, his first word was, wow. Isn't that cool? Oh, you know, airplane goes by. Wow. <laughs> Broccoli comes mushed up on the spoon. Wow. It's like, that's a kind of cool first word. It's so nice. But it's true. And actually, honestly, I just as we're talking, like, I'll never forget the first time. His name's Gus. Hmm. The first time Gus fell asleep on me. Aww. Like, there, it was really fascinating. I felt so... <laughs> Like, I wept then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first time I met him, we were all in masks. Everybody's a bit scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time he fell asleep, and I was like, oh, my goodness, that God, in coming us as a child, what a pro- proclamation of God's trust in us, mm-hmm. that he believes in my goodness even more than I could ever imagine, mm-hmm. even more than I could earn or, like, believe that, like, God in this act of a child is like, I trust you mm-hmm. with my son. I trust you that you'll hold me. I'll trust um yeah, I trust your love. Mm. Like what an act of, yeah, of our own worth and dignity that God would come in a holdable way, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, to be safe and secure in our arms that hopefully we'd give him a little chance this Christmas to be held in his. Mm. You know, it's really, it's kind of cool. It's so God's beautiful. way of doing things. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So upside down. It's so nice. <laughs> it's wonderful. And so desirous of our love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a proclamation of like, I want to be held by you. Yeah. I want to be kissed by you. Yeah. I want to be mm-hmm. snuggled by you. Like, yeah. it's such a, yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, I can't believe the heart of God is desiring 
Yeah, to be loved and received by mm-hmm. us. It's mm-hmm. true. It's so it's so dignifying to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's fighting for our trust. Mm-hmm. And how's he fighting? Mm-hmm. You know, how's he fighting? He's mm-hmm. fighting by being the littlest, most vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, that's how he's fighting for our trust in our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how he's smashing the rods and the poles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so beautiful. stunning. Yeah. yeah. No, I love all of this, and it's making me think actually just of just a personal experience. Um, a couple years ago, I got pretty sick and. You know, I was kind of was like the baby Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I had a hard time, yeah, talking a little bit and trouble walking in different ways. And and so every day, the sisters that I lived with um, would take the one free hour of that mm. they had every day and they would come find me this little, little bundle of sickness. <laughs> mm. And they would take me to a quiet spot and they would just sit with me in silence for at least an hour. And we wouldn't say anything. We wouldn't do anything together. And they literally just sat with me. And when I think of this Christmas mystery, it just, yeah, I think it's just such an invitation um, to allow Jesus to just be with you and for you to be with Jesus without feeling this pressure of, I have to have the right thing to say. I have to do something or perform or act a certain way. Literally, your being is enough for him. Um, this is the truth of what he speaks in his being as a child, that, mm. that who you are is a pure gift. Um, and the Lord really wants you to experience that in the gift of your being. So, mm. yeah, just this beautiful invitation, I think, in this time to like just let the pressure fall when you're with the Lord in this Christmas cool. season mm. and just enjoy his presence mm. um, and allow his presence to be what what delights mm. your heart and brings you um, his love. Mm. That's so powerful, sister. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. What it's a, stunning. Yeah. What an image for me of Christmas, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much how much you delight the Lord when, yeah, or how much we delight the Lord when we just come by his side. Yeah. Like how much that moves his heart, how much mm-hmm. that is such a gift to him. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Any final words, sisters, challenges mm-hmm. in the Christmas week now? Yeah, well, I have a thought to start us off. <laughs> you know, I just, the thought of Bethlehem being a new beginning is so hopeful to me <laughs> that it's a new starting place. Um, yeah, and we've just been walking together, right, talking about preparing for peace. Uh, so I would just, yeah, I just feel moved to admit Jesus into my own heart this week. Like, actually make a choice. Tell Jesus, I I permit you. I admit you into my heart and life um, and really handing over, because I think this permitting, actually making a choice and telling Jesus you can come um, really permits peace himself to lead us onto the next step. Um, so yeah, to actually just crib side or, or your own bedside at some point, just to turn your heart to Jesus and say, I admit you come uh, and give, give peace permission to, to be the first step of this new year. I love that. Give peace permission. Yeah. Beautiful. Sister Mary Grace. Yeah. I guess maybe a challenge and this is maybe just connected to what I was just sharing, but um, Perhaps something you might do this week is just go to, um, yeah, a manger scene, whether it's in your house or at a church, and just sit with Jesus and don't say anything and allow your presence to be the gift you give Jesus in that moment. Uh, Yeah, just experience that. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful and powerful, sister. Taking that one up. I want to do that too. (laughs) Um, I have a challenge slash gift. Oh my goodness. Yay. I know it's so exciting. <laughs> so I was just thinking like everything mm-hmm. we talked about, and I just want to say it's, I'm so moved by it. And just to say like, the truth is like, you know, Jesus and his peace, like it's not a concept like that song you like. Yes. It's not just a concept. It's not a pious imagination. It's real. 
mm-hmm. is actually real. He's real. He's alive. Like the truth is that Jesus in Aramaic Yeshua was born 2000 years ago in Bethlehem in Israel to Mary, Mariam, and that he's alive, that he's alive mm. and he's real. And he's calling your name right now. And he's, he's coming to save you. And he's working to save you right now. That's actually the truth. That's the truth. And so I think just as a, a gift and challenge uh, to say that, and then we want to share with you, someone had asked us to include Christmas carols in this um, episode. Because of copyright situations, we cannot do that. <laughs> but we thought- We got a better answer. This is a better answer. So we actually thought we'd include an original, Sisters of Life original music mm-hmm. written by our sisters. Um, it's called Yeshua Save Me. And so we're going to literally just play it right now for you as part of this mm-hmm. podcast. I encourage you to listen. And um, this is my in the moment challenge. Beautiful. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a sweet
Well, thank you for receiving that gift. It's been a gift to be with you. Shall we end in a prayer? In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for sending us your only Son. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for rescuing us, even when we're unaware of it. We thank you, Jesus, for coming and coming again today. Salvation has drawn near. We thank you. We praise you. And Jesus, we just open our hearts a little wider to you today, to the new gift of your love. And Jesus, we give you ours in return, our poor little hearts. For you see that we are good and beautiful and a delight to your heart. And so we trust in you. And we make a new act of surrender by your crib side today. And we ask Mary, the mother of God, to keep us close to the crib these Christmas days. As we pray, hail Mary. Full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Mother of our Savior, pray for us. Amen. Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. What a gift to be with you again. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.